Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mark Farzetti here, host of The Farzy Show. And for my show's podcast, I use Anchor. And you should, too. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Anchor. Oh, and how much would you pay for something like this? Hundreds of dollars? Well, forget about that because it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Farzy Show. My name is Mark Farzad. I'm here at the Steven Singer Studios. Danny Green, what is it you say you do here? Um, that was an awful performance last night by the 76ers. In general, let me just say that in general, I don't want to single out just one guy, so I'll single out a couple of people. Uh, when I want to do that, obviously, it just means you're talking about more people. Here you go. Uh, Danny Green uh, did not hit a three last night. He had a nice little streak going for himself of like you know, the 10, 15, whatever games it was, the three-pointer. That's good. Uh, and then he and Furkan Korkmaz last night decided to go, I believe, about 0 for 9 from uh, three-point land. 0 for 9. And it's like, it's not that I'm hanging my hat on performances by Danny Green or Furkan Korkmaz. But when you know the rest of your team is kind of dogged from playing the back-to-backs in Charlotte and the road trip and, you know, everyone else is kind of leaking gasoline at this point, you can't be two of the guys that in what's going to be a three-point heavy game not come up with any three-pointers when part of your job is in three-pointers. And they didn't lose the game only because of these two. But these are the two that just happen to piss me off the most <laughs> last night. I mean, Maxi has been struggling really ever since Joel Embiid came back. He slammed to the back of his head on the court last night, uh, driving to the lane. He hit the layup in that, and he was going aggressive to the hoop. And that's what I want to see from him time and time again. And I know Doc Rivers is trying to just continue, continue to drive that point home. Joel Embiid left the game for a little bit due to his abdominal injury, but he came back in the game. Doc Rivers, you'll hear him talk about it, as he said, post game. I'll play it for you. He even said that he was considering not even playing Joel Embiid because everyone was so damn tired for this game. And and I I get that to a point. But these are the games you got to win. They're not shoo-in games by any means, and I didn't even bet the Sixers to win this game. The line was minus three going in. It should be plus three for the Sixers going into this game. I didn't touch that because I I just didn't like the Sixers last night. But going into this game, I understood that they were coming off a couple of tough games that should not have been tough games against the Hornets, but they were. They were coming off still that road trip that they had just wrapped up a week and a half ago. And I know Joel Embiid still isn't in tip-top shape, and he's coming off a lot of minutes logged, especially in that Hornet series, especially with the way they played and went into overtime uh, over the last couple of games. I didn't expect a top-tier effort, albeit home, finally, against a still very good team in the Utah Jazz. And sure enough, what did we see last night? But the effort was there, the energy was not. And they looked like a team that was coming up out of sand. 
That's what the Sixers look like to me. And when you look at their three-point percentage in this game, when they only had one guy in Seth Curry hit more than one three, and Seth Curry hit a whopping two three-pointers in this game, as a team, you hit six threes compared to the Utah Jazz hit 15. So that's not the best performance from your three-point shooters in this particular game. But the guys that you try to rely on in those and in that aspect of the game, Danny Green, Furkan Korkmaz, I mean, even Seth Curry, like I said, he had two for you. So, all right, I'd like to see more from him, but at least he had two. Uh, he, it, it, those two guys that you rely on did came up very small. And Danny Green wasn't even strong with the ball. There were two different occasions where he was underneath the basket for a, a defensive rebound or an offensive rebound, and he let it slip through his fingers. You can't perform like that against the Utah Jazz. Now, when you don't win games against the upper echelon teams in the NBA, and if you get blown out against upper echelon teams in the NBA, what does that make you? That makes you not an upper echelon team in the NBA. I don't care how tired you might be, how long or how recently you came off a six-game West Coast road trip. I don't care if you just came off uh, you know, two straight games in Charlotte. I don't care. I don't care if it's a back-to-back. you got to get up for those games. And the Sixers' bottom line is they didn't. No excuses. There might be explanations, but no excuses. This is a game the Sixers had to at least show up and compete in. And they competed for a good man of the game, but by the end of the game, I'm watching Bassey in the game? No thanks. It, it was a very, very frustrating loss for the Sixers last night. Six for 33 from beyond the arc for 18%. Meanwhile, the uh, Utah Jazz, 15 of 40 from beyond the arc for 37 percent that's that's a lot <laughs> that is a hell of a lot matisse thibel even got you a three i failed to mention one for five from beyond the arc this is look doc rivers after the game i'll just hit it for you right here here's how doc rivers broke it down for uh the good people of uh of philadelphia uh post game when he was asked uh what was his uh, takeaway going into this game uh when the thing started to get a little bit out of hand what was his uh, What was his main focus? Get out healthy. Really, I mean, I just I thought we um, we had great looks, couldn't make a shot. Um, every 50-50 ball you saw in the first half, uh, and then it, it kind of spilled over. But every loose ball, any ball that it took energy to get to, they got to. So you could see how the game was going. Um, you know, the only thing I was kicking myself, I actually thought about not playing Joel in the second half. I just didn't didn't see the energy uh but the game was close enough to keep doing it so it's easy to second guess it now but um yeah we got to get some rest um you know we got a game on saturday i i have okay i have i was watching the game and i was thinking to myself is he just gonna take it and beat out and then when it beat went out and actually left the game for a little bit i was like all right well he's done for the night and it was funny because that is at that exact time i was texting with a buddy of mine uh about uh, and beads over <laughs> it was 25 and a half and i think he was at 15 at that point and he goes out and i'm like oh well, he'll probably hit 25 and then he went out and i went oh yeah he's hitting 25 and then i thought to myself he's not coming back if i'm doc rivers i'm not putting joel and bead back in this game game is even if it was 12 points at the time it still felt like it was 30 it felt like the Sixers just had it didn't have any opportunity to win this game. It didn't feel like they had it in them to win this game, especially as the game went on and you saw them just dragging and dragging and dragging. And sure enough, Doc Rivers, you heard him right there, was saying, I, you know, first, step one, get out of the game healthy. Step two, see if you guys can get some rest. You got a game on coming up on Saturday, so make sure you have, you're have rested up for that. And then he says, I was even thinking about not having Joel Embiid even in the second half. I was thinking about not even playing him in the second half. Hey, in a game like that, you're at home. You're facing uh, one of the best defenders, uh, defensive centers in the game, one of the best defensive players in the game in Rudy Gobert. You got to put him out there. You got to see how he measures up against that kind of talent. You're not going to get this many opportunities to do that. He, he's at home for the first time in a while. You got to give fans the opportunity to see Joel Embiid. I totally get why he didn't do it, but I get why he was thinking about it because I was thinking about not playing Joel Embiid in the second half. I was like, should Doc really be playing this guy? It seems like this game's out of hand. It seems like they don't have a shot. It seems like their 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 fuel tank is empty in this game against top tier talent like the Utah Jazz. And it'll get any easier because not only do they have a game on Saturday, but they face 
the uh the, the warriors coming up here on uh on on saturday uh who uh, are what a 21 and 4 on the season do i even need to say anything other than they're playing at the warriors yeah i don't think so uh so that was uh that was a little disappointing uh the other thing in this game that drove me a little bit uh crazy was uh i know i have just gotten done with uh, the last two games talking about how great joel is i was really hoping this would be a game that he would get after it and in that first quarter when both teams were basically having a slugfest, I was thinking to myself, if this is the pace of the game, the Sixers don't have a shot. Because there's no way the team that I have seen play over the last week and the overtime games and the back-to-back and Joel Embiid talking about how COVID kicked his ass and he's still looking like he is. He's not lollygagging up the court, but I believe that's the highest his energy level can go right now because of where he's at uh, fatigue-wise, mainly because of the games that he's played and the minutes that he's logged immediately coming back from COVID. But I thought to myself, if this is the pace of the game and you saw Joel Embiid in that first quarter go coast-to-coast for the jam on uh, Whiteside, I thought, all right, that's great, but I don't know if this is sustainable. This is a great pace now, but I don't know if you can keep this going for four quarters of basketball, and that turned out to be the exact case right here, uh, that it was not going to be sustainable uh, for the Sixers. Uh, And as I was just saying a second ago, uh, the Sixers not being an upper echelon team, here's what Keith Pompey, who actually asked the first question of the press conference last night, just look at that, what's uh, highlighted in red. Uh, You look at the whole paragraph there, it talks about the Sixers, they displayed toughness and the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. So that's good. Okay. However, the outcome of this game, a 118 to 96 loss, huh. despite playing hard, aren't an elite team at this time. And I feel like this is a very, very fair assessment of the 76ers and the way they played the game last night. Uh, so we'll see how they do when they come out against the Warriors on Saturday. Uh, hopefully it's a, a much better game. Hopefully it's a closer game. Hopefully this day of rest is what they need. Hopefully they get, they get in the whirlpool. They take an ice bath, right? Hopefully they recover, get a good stretch, get a good massage, right? Maybe a little play, a little call of duty, take a load off for a second, and then get right back out there and take on uh, one of the best teams in the NBA in the Warriors. So uh, we'll see how that plays out and cross our fingers for that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I want to make sure I get this. Yeah, Furkan Korkmaz 0 for 5 from beyond the arc. Danny Green 0 for 4, 0 for 9 in total for those two. Danny Green, by the way, didn't have a point. Did not. I've been railing on him for the threes, but he didn't have a point in this game. He had one turnover, no points. We're having a good time. We're having a good, good time. <sighs> so that's where we are. Uh, Flyers are back on the ice tonight, so hopefully they'll snap that little 10-game losing streak they got going on there where they've uh, they, they've gotten two points over 10 games. So, yeah, all of them losses. I saw the video, and uh, uh, Dan, I saw you you hit me up on the video with them not shaking the little boy's hand after their 10th straight loss. And I'll say this. I've seen that a lot throughout sports, and I always think to myself, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> You, 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 everyone, you see the kid. I understand how like one or two flyers might not see him. Their heads are down. They're you know going to the, the dressing room, right? Uh, for me, I, I don't understand how the majority of players in cases like that. Now, if you didn't see it, there's a little boy after they lost to the Rangers, and he's standing by the flyers bench. And as the flyers are walking off uh, their bench, going down the tunnel into their dressing room, little boy standing out there with his hand out, trying to get high fives from the players. And I, I hate what I see in sports in general when, you know, the fan is right there. Just give him a little fist bump, little tap, little whatever. And that's it. That's all the kid wants. And he make his day. You may you might make his year. You might make his life. I don't know. And the Flyers are walking out of the ice, and they got a clear-cut Flyers fan right there, Flyers jersey, and the kid's got his hand out. And the Flyers, fan, the Flyers are just walking by him. I think it was Brown and Atkinson that actually reached out and, like, fist-bumped him. TK might have done it, uh, might have. It was the, the hands were blocked. I don't think he did, but he might have. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. But uh, I, in a situation like this, 
where you're not exactly making the you're not exactly uh, making headway with your fan base with the way that you're playing on the ice right now, you might want to go out of your way just to take that extra step. And I am not the guy to say that. Oh, every player owes you an autograph, or if you see somebody out in the open, oh, did you sign this, and he didn't sign it. What a jerk! Like I'm, I'm not that guy that 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 fights that battle. Would it be nice if every athlete did that? Of course it would. But athletes hate to say it; they're people too. And sometimes they might have a bad day. They might not be the most uh, fan-friendly on any particular day. But when you're going off the ice after losing 10 straight, you might want to do what you can to keep in good faith with the with the fan base. Stay on their good side as much as humanly possible. And that's not exactly a way to do that. So I would like – that would be nice if the Flyers gave a little fist bump, whatever it might be. Let, let's do that. Uh, but they're back on the ice uh, late tonight, uh, 10 o'clock puck drop. Uh, so we'll see – if the Flyers can, uh, that'd be nice if they came up with a win, right? That'd be nice if they actually, you know, won a game and stuff. That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, in case you didn't catch Thursday Night Football last night, um, it was pretty wild. <laughs> uh, Steelers are down like 28 to nothing uh, late in the third quarter and somehow made a game of it. They lost 36 to 28 on a, what would have been a, it would have been a touchdown. Uh, Fairmouth, how the hell do you say that guy's name? The tight end for the Steelers? He had the ball in his hands in triple coverage in the end zone, uh, but yet he had the ball in his hands. He had the catch. It looked like he had it secured. <laughs> Let it slip through his hands. Steelers had an opportunity there to uh, tie the game with a two-point conversion. They didn't get the opportunity because they didn't get the touchdown first, but it was a wild game the way that played out. Justin Jefferson still really good at football. <sighs> Wanted him so bad. Wanted him so bad. Howie, not so much. Uh, Barrett Brooks, by the way, will be joining us today to give us a preview of the week ahead of us with the uh, Eagles taking on the Washington football team. We'll see how that plays out, but Barrett gives us a, a fine breakdown on the quarterback situation with the Eagles. The star of the show, the real star, I should say stars of the show when it comes to this Eagles team, especially the offensive side of the football, how they're doing this season. We'll talk about that with Barrett. Uh, we'll also get into... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, he leaves me hanging a little bit here. Uh, I, I thought it was one of our favorite. Fryermuth. Thank you, John. Fryermuth. You're right. That's how you say the tight end's name from uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, when you look at uh, the uh, Barrett, the interview I have with Barrett, uh, there's a very famous, or very famous, it's not famous, but it's something that's often repeated by him and I. Uh, it's from the movie Big Daddy. And if you've seen that movie, it's a, it's a line where Adam Sandler is, is going to uh, the schoolyard to see if the kids are good kids that this kid that he's pseudo-adopted is hanging out with good kids. And um, anyway, Barrett and I, we kick it around for for a hot minute. Also, Barrett's a very busy man. We'll we'll cover that with Barrett in a second. Uh, let me tell you right now about my friend Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers. The other corner of Ethan Walnut or IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Always fast and free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. Folks, it's December 10th, all right? We have 15 days till the big day. Are your presents purchased? Are they ready to go? Are you ready for the big holiday? Are you ready for Christmas, folks? Well, if you're not, Steven Singer has beautiful Anita diamond stud earrings for that special someone in your life. These are uh, near colorless, flawless to the eye, absolutely beautiful, sparkling Anita diamond stud earrings. And how about this? They're just under $270. Perfect price, perfect gift for the perfect person in your life. How beautiful is that? And that's what Steven always offers, the perfect price every single day. Every single day, the perfect price. So when you walk in there, you know you're getting treated like family. You know that the prices aren't jacked up just to put it, just to mark them down a couple hundred dollars in front of you and make it feel like you won something. No, you're getting taken care of. You don't even need to haggle. 
No hassle, no haggle, shopping at Steven Singer Jewelers. The other corner of 8th and Walnut, right on Jewelers Row. Uh, do what I do for all your big jewelry purchases. Trust my man, Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price, the perfect price every single time. I hate stevensinger.com. Without further ado, uh, let's uh, jump on uh, our Roth Orthopedics guest line and talk to a good friend of ours, ladies and gentlemen, from NBC. Well, I cover the whole gambit with him here. Barrett Brooks talks to us on the Roth Orthopedics guest line. The Rothman Orthopedics guest line. Let me just bear with me here. There's a long list. Okay. From uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia Eagles pre and post, Barrett Tones on NBC Sports Philadelphia.com and other social media outlets. Uh, the middle, the middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, he'll be performing in Nutcracker this Christmas at the Academy of Music. Uh, I'll be playing the Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah. ESPN, ESPN College Football. You do yes, college sir. football. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, I believe you're also a, uh, a a rink police officer at the Rothman Rink at, in Center City. So that's cool. Right at Dilworth Plaza. Part, part-time stripper also. So. <laughs> part-time stripper. <laughs> I keep on telling you, give you, I give you the tips to so you can go full time, and you just don't want to listen. The rails are already off, and I only introduced you. Man, I, it, it is what it is, man. You know, I try to take, I try to take money from many different outlets. You know, I don't get that NFL money any, now, so I have to find a way to generate income. So whatever it takes. You know, whatever it yeah. takes, bro. Yeah, I've I've talked to plenty of uh, of your fellow NFL former NFL guys or even former athletes in general, and they're like. Oh, this is, this is my paycheck now. Yes, this, this, is, this is my paycheck now. Okay, look, all right. Is this the real world? I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back to what I was doing. <laughs> Do I get seven of these paychecks a week? What's the deal? Right, right. <laughs> and then someone like me comes up to me like, yeah, man, that's that's what we deal with. And, and then yeah. you look at me like, and these are my friends now. Right. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Anyway, uh, great to have you on the show, brother. How's things? How's tricks? What's going on? Man, just you're checking these eagles out, man. You know, and and... The more and more I talk about it, the more and more I get excited and disheartened at the same time. Why in Philadelphia, why can't we get nice things, man? <laughs> I mean, every direction I go from the from the big four and the possible, I call the possible the union, and they had the best, you know, season out of all of us. Mm. But the big four, we always have something. There's always something that, you know, puts us me in a, a bad predicament, a bad space, you know, just a bad place. With our sports, man, why can't we have nice things? We always get the wrong brother, man. You know, <laughs> we never get the good brother. You know what I'm saying? We always yes. get the bad brother. We always <laughs> get the wrong end of the stick, man. But hey, man, come on. That's come right. On. That's right. Well, I mean, we got the we got the we got Barrett Brooks and we got Brandon Brooks. So right. we got both Brooks. <laughs> we got the Brooks brothers, and we're good. No relation. Anyway, uh, so when we when we last left the Eagles, uh, they right, had a nice right. little win against the New York Jets up there in the Meadowlands. Gardner Minshew started the game. Here's where I'm at, Barrett, and we'll start it off with the, with the juicy, spicy meatball that is the quarterback controversy, quote unquote, in Philadelphia. Here's where I'm at. Jalen Hurts starts uh, against the Washington Football Team. Uh, that's what I. That, 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 boom, no problem there. But if you still have an opportunity to maybe make the playoffs as the season goes on, which is going to be tough if you lose to Washington, you're still going to be in the hunt, but very much on the like, very much barely in the hunt, to put it in a very convoluted way. Uh, but I, uh, I think Minshew tightened the leash, so to speak, at least in getting more playing time this year. How do you see it playing out? I see what you saw with the Giants was not the norm what you would see with Jalen Hurts. I agree. I agree. I'm not really worried about Jalen Hurts coming back. You know, and if, if he's healthy, he's the better quarterback, you know, by far, you know, in, okay. in my head. Um, but to be realistic, it really doesn't matter, matter who's back there taking snaps. When you have an offensive line like that, it doesn't matter. You know, that's the reason why this offense is clicking. They are the truth, man. This this offensive line is it's the top offensive line in the league. And when you can run behind 700 pounds, 750 pounds, just on one side, it doesn't matter who you put up in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the laws of physics get are, are, are just in your, you know, in your favor because you have 750 pounds coming off the ball and hitting somebody in the mouth. So you don't care, man. You know, just run the ball. Run the ball consistently. I mean, and we all know that Mr. Lurie and the rest of the organization loves how New England does everything. We'll take a page out of their book. Their quarterback threw three times. <laughs> that was music to my ears because you know it works now. Mm-hmm. When the best in the business does, the best coach to ever coach, 
Um, you know, I think, you know, since I've been playing and, and since I've been watching football, when he only runs it, I mean, throws it three times, I can see, you know, that's definitely a plan that I would go ahead and, and, and implement into my, into my game plan. But, I mean, you know, long story long, Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback. He fits that system a little better because he can run those run pass options. He can run those read options. All else fails. The pocket breaks down. He can run for a first down. And, oh, by the way, as he becomes more acclimated into the offense and learning how to read defense, he's going to get better and more accurate also. He just hadn't had to, to do that. You know, you got to look at what he came from. You know, he came from, you know, Alabama where, you know, they had the best athletes in the world. So everybody was wide open. So you didn't have to read a defense there. Then you go to Oklahoma. He had CeeDee Lamb. He was always open. So what defense did you read? And all you have to do is find him, throw it up there, and he'll go get it. Now he's asked to read the defense. All right, teach me how to do that. Don't say, all right, you don't know how to read defense if you haven't taught me to yet. The more experience he gets, the better he's going to get at doing that. And if you look at what you know, what you saw from Garner Mitchell, Gar- Garner Mitchell is, is, is definitely a product of that. He had to read defense when he first got in the league. So in the past three years, he's learned more than Jalen Hurst does. Wait until Jalen Hurst starts picking this up also. He becomes a better quarterback, number one, because he's going to be a better pocket passer when they ask him to. Plus, he can have the ability to run around and make plays when he doesn't have uh, the autonomy to read the defense. So, I mean, I, to me, you know, it's, it's, it's a better system with, with Jalen Hurts, but it really doesn't matter to me as they go forward because at the end of the day, that offensive line gets better. Keep feeding them and you'll be okay. All right, so in, in your mind then, is Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback for the Eagles next year? No question about that. No question okay. about that. Okay. When I, when I look at this, um, when I look at the dynamics of – of you know pro quarterbacks right now nobody wants to come to philadelphia nobody <laughs> nobody wants to come what, to what about why not what about that great offensive line you just told me about now, yeah they see it we all see it but they're trying to win now and 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 this at this point this team is just good enough to be in the playoffs but you know when you're when you're a franchise quarterback and we're and that's i think i guess that's what we're talking about bringing in a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's going to go to a system in which he can win now, win a championship now. He's not coming to Philadelphia that. If anything, he'll go to the Saints for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a team like that, but he is not coming to Philadelphia for that. And Deshaun Watson, that's out. He's not going <laughs> to – I don't think he's going to play football next year. He might not be able to. You know, they might lock him up. We still don't wow. know what's going on with right. the whole situation. And then I look at these quarterbacks we see in the draft. None of these guys is worth even a first-round pick. I mean, not even just going out and, and trading up or trading down, but I doubt seriously, even at the pick we get with any one of the first-round picks, that we would waste it on one of those players because I don't think there's good enough. They're as good as the, the you know, the guys we have right now that are, that are playing right now from last year's draft. Okay, we're on the they're, same page there. Yeah, they're not very good. You know, what I'm saying you look at the guys that are starting right now. We got Fields. He's not very good at this point. Um, you know, Wilson, I told you guys before, Wilson was not the second best quarterback in that. And he, they, you know, the Jets drafted him waste total waste of time and money. Um, he has a lot of developing to do. And then when you look at, you know, anybody else in that draft, you know, Mac Jones is, is a product of the system, just like Jalen Hurts will be a product of his system. So I don't see anybody, you know, pick it or, you know, Sam Howell, none of those guys are even better than the guys that are in the league right now. So no, I don't see us going out, picking up a quarterback and thinking he can be a franchise quarterback. Not even Lawrence is playing out to be a franchise quarterback right now. Yeah, right. You ain't kidding, man. That Jacksonville team looks terrible. I mean, Jacksonville is just basically bit. They're just That's bit. It's in. What was, huh? What happened? Yeah, this the, <laughs> hey, Yoki. She's fussing at somebody, bro. She's telling She's you fussing. there's a quote. She's telling you there's more of a quarterback controversy than you're leading on, basically. No. Um, That's like um, saying hurts. Forget hurts. No. <laughs> she, she's got the the, the the Minshew mustache already. Right, right. Uh, uh, when when you evaluate Nick Sirianni to this point, I feel like we have gone through very different uh, a very different head coach from who we had as a uh, starting the season and who he is now as the head coach. Do you see that same type of thing? I felt like he was trying to square peg round hole it in the beginning of the season. And now towards the middle portions, even to date, he has adapted to more of a run-based offense. Well, he, he understood that, you know, the, that product he was putting out that was not appropriate for anybody to look at. And, you know, I know he wants to cater to what, you know, the the GM and and um, the owner of the team want. They want a drop-back quarterback. They want to throw the ball. They want this high-powered passing offense. We don't have those type of players on this team. So you got to go with work. So he's like, all right, I'm going to do what they tell me to do, what they tell me to do for the first eight games. 
and they see people booing them and everything. He's like, well, man, I, if I'm going to go out and I'm going to get fired, I'm going to go out my way. So let me start running the rock. Let me do and cater to what my players do best and it's work for him. So I think now that, you know, Nick Sirianni understands that what he has out there and what, you know, what he tried to put in at first just didn't work. The game plan he has now, he's implemented it now. They have some success with it. It helps the defense because that's the best That's the best defense against, you know, the other players' offense is to keep them off the field and you stay on the field. Time of possession, they can do that when running the ball. And then it's just an intimidating factor. When you can run the ball and that defense can't stop you, that totally demines the whole – the whole mindset of a defense when you're out there, nothing we can do about it. They can run it down our throats. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's, that's a game changer, man. So he understands that now. So I think he'll just keep doing it and you know, he's going to have some success doing it. So the next four games will be telling on if he's stupid or not, because if he's stupid, he'll go out passing the ball. Mm-hmm. If he's smart enough. And I think he's smart enough. He'll go out there and, and, and really allow his running backs to and, and offensive line could take control of the game. Okay, now uh, Jonathan Gannon. We're looking at Jonathan Gannon now, and I feel like the defense has played better as of late. There, there's opportunities there. I feel like you could get after the passer, try to force him into mistakes. I've said it a million times on this show. What are you making of Jonathan Gannon and his alleged defensive, not scheme, but philosophy? Well, he understands also that if he doesn't start bringing pressure in the city of Philadelphia, <laughs> he will be out of here in, in, a, in a New York minute. He'd be definitely out of here because – we're used to a, a, a defense in which we blitz, you know, take control of games, and we didn't even been getting that. Not until now, not until recently, they, that he's allowed himself to use the corners that he has in, in the game. Nelson is a pretty good corner. He can play man-to-man. Avante Maddox is a man corner. And we all see what Darius Slay is. He can shut down just about anybody in the league. So, I mean, of, of course, you know, he understands that now. So he'll blitz a little more because he trusts those guys in the back end to do better, especially with Rodney McLeod came back now they're at a point where all right i can trust sending a blitz because i know the guys in the back end will make something happen it was a short time there man you know i would have to take you know uh all kind of antacids because on third down they were just gonna make my stomach hurt bro every single time it was gonna make my stomach hurt you 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 popping the antacids that's that's the picture i need in my head uh but but uh i have to ask you this just real quick like 10 seconds on this what did you make of all the 13 personnel that you saw from the Eagles against the Jets and that apparently leading to Devontae Smith getting less snaps to Jalen Rager? Well, you know, that's that just comes from from them being stupid because there's no way that Jalen Hurts <laughs> I mean, there's no way that um, you know, Jalen Rager should be on the field more than Smith at any point, any time. Mm. I don't care what you have to do. I mean, and 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 everybody's talking bad about about Jalen Rager. Well, well, damn it, you the one that did it. You know, you're allowing them to do it because you keep messing up. They're trying to game plan you and put you in great positions. You're not taking advantage of it. Even in return game, you know, I just, you know, I just knew he was going to be a great return man. He's not even that, man. So mm-hmm. he's played his way virtually off the field, and uh, he needs to sit down right next to me in my chair <laughs> in the office when I'm watching the game. You know, he needs to sit right next to me, man. Yeah, yeah you he still hasn't you, show me anything. You still got that gamer chair? Of course. I just I mean you, you tend to you tend to go through chairs. You just well, like, you me, just, this one's now uncomfortable and buying a new chair. I have to, man. You know, it's, it's all about comfort. You can't sit down and watch the game and, and your butt hurts, bro. It's just it's that's not good football, man. You just don't do that. I yeah. need to have comfort, man. The comfort level has to be there. I, mean, I have to yeah. sit back, you know, maybe sip on a little Diet Coke or something? You thought I was going to say something like a vodka or something. No. No. On a Diet Coke or something, you know why? I, I mean, thought you were going to say a yoo there we go. You. <laughs> we'll circle back to that. Uh, uh, te- technical question for you. Technical question. Uh, if Jason Kelsey, and I expect him to be able to play, but just in the off chance that he can't play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Would you, st- would you put Herbig at center or would you move Landon Dickerson over there to be your center? We're talking about a young guy in Dickerson, so I wouldn't mess with him. Um, he's oh, okay. playing great. He's playing okay. great at, at at left guard right now. You, he's not at the point in his career that he can he could be, you know, bouncing switch, around. You know, bouncing around like that. He couldn't do that. I mean, it's different playing guard to center. You know, you, you it's, it's harder to do that. It's it's easy to go from guard to guard. And Herbig, he's gonna need a good week of practicing that that center position before I trust him to even go in and play an entire game. So, you know, at this point, you know, he's going to have to come in if if Kelsey can't play. But we know how Kelsey is. Kelsey's going to play, man. Even though he's held together by bubble gum and, and duct tape, you know, <laughs> you know, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, super glue here and there. Yeah, he's yeah. going to play, man. He's going to play. He's got that flex seal on his knee. Right, at point. right. Um, you, don't, you, you don't hear – you don't smell anything but Ben Gay when he walks by you, man, because <laughs> he's trying to get back, bro. He's trying to get back, man. Tiger bomb or whatever it takes. <laughs> Uh, last one for you, football wise, my friend. Last thing for you, football wise. Uh, when it comes to the rest of the season, the four games left, are you seeing the Eagles in the postseason, Barrett Brooks? If it takes us winning, winning three out of the four games, yeah, I, I do see it. Three Ooh. out of four games, I think is I think it's definitely possible for 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 this Eagles team to win. And I'm saying we'll split one with uh, the Washington football team. We'll beat the Giants. And we're going to beat Dallas this time, whether they're full strength or not. We're going to beat Dallas because that's how you beat a Dallas team, by running the ball. And we didn't take advantage of that at first. They can't stop the run. We're going to run the ball on them, and I think that's how we're going to win this game. They are not a run-stopping defense, and we have all the intangibles to go in there and and, and beat them, especially with us being at home. You know, we can embarrass them here at the crib, beating them up last game of the season and, and getting into the playoffs from that game. My man. Uh, last question, uh, just about a general thing. Uh, you got any rum in that Yoo-Hoo? Uh, what, do, what do we say? Oh, my God. Good. Are you oh, blanking? I dropped the ball. Oh, are you rum. blanking on me? All right, hold on. I did, man. <laughs> Take, two. Take two. Here we go. Uh, you got any you got any uh, rum in that you who there uh, rum? I, I forgot what he said. I've said you, it so long. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you must miss the hell out of me. Rubble steel skin. Rubble <laughs> Don't go ahead again. There we go. There we go. All right, all right. Take three. Take three. Here we go. You got any rum in that you who? Rubble steel skin. Rubble steel yeah. skin. Rumble steel skin. My man. <laughs> That's what you call the selfish part of the interview. Right. Where we just crack each other up. His name is Barrett Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. Catch him on The Middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Catch him on uh, Eagles pre- and post-game live on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Barrett Tones, ESPN, watching college football on ESPN, breaking it all down for you. And I believe uh, December uh, 15th through the 20th, he will be the nutcracker at the Academy of Music. You see me? Pirouette? Whatever it takes. I need money. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say there, Twinkle Toast. Uh, Barrett, great catching up, my friend, as always. Appreciate Merry, it, bro. Merry Appreciate Christmas it. to you, buddy. You too, man. You too, bro. Uh, all right. Have I'll see you. Man. Barrett Brooks joining us on the Rothman Orthopedics Guest Line. I mean, go ahead and tell me right now you wouldn't pay to go see Barrett Brooks at the Academy of Music in, in the Nutcracker. Could you? I, you kidding me? Double the price of tickets. I'm there. I would go watch him because he's just, he's hilarious. I find that man very funny. Uh, my appreciation to uh, Bear Brooks. And he's exactly right with that offensive line, by the way, folks. It's not just that uh, offensive lineman bias from Barrett there. He's 100% right. And that even goes back to Jalen Hurts when he was uh, – before he got hurt, obviously. Uh, what was the game before the Giants, that game that they played it before the, the Saints game? Uh, he had all day in the pocket on multiple occasions, all day in the pocket because the offensive line was just mowing people down. And when we go back to all the injuries they've had on that offensive line or guys having to miss games, Lane Johnson for his reasons, uh, Jack Driscoll getting hurt as he was going in for uh, uh, Brandon Brooks, 
Jason Kelsey missing some uh, time uh, this season, just in games individually, plays here and there, series here and there, quarters here and there because of injury. That offensive line, other than Nate Herbig's errant snaps, has not missed a beat. So this offensive line has been, you might even say, the MVP of this season so far, and most likely is the MVP of the season, most valuable players this season because how they played, the depth that they've had. Jeff Stoutland missing games due to health concerns. The offensive line still balls out. Yeah, uh, very much a fan of what this offensive line has done, and he's not wrong. I, here's my argument for why I would still put Landon Dickerson as my center if Jason Kelsey were to miss a significant amount of time. I don't think Herbert can do it. And I know you might look at uh, Landon Dickerson as, oh, the guy's a rookie. You don't want to put too much on his plate. Going from guard to center is tip- difficult. I think Landon Dickerson is better than Nate Herbig. And Nate Herbig is nothing worth bragging about. Like the guy, I've had plenty of interactions with him and appreciate him. But I don't think a guy like Landon Dickerson really has it up here to go, oh, my God, I might overthink this. Landon Dickerson, to me, is a whatever dude. He's a, hey, Landon, you're going to play center today. Okay, whatever. Like, he doesn't phase him. It might phase other people to the point where they're like, oh, God, what do I do with this snap? Oh, it's over his head. And Landon Dickerson doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. I would give him that opportunity. Plus, I think they drafted him to be uh, Kelsey's successor anyway. So I wouldn't have an issue at all. And Nate Herbeck, I have more confidence playing the guard position than I do the center position. I have more confidence in Landon Dickerson in the center position than Nate Herbeck playing the guard position. So I'm going to go ahead and have him as my center. That would be the way I would uh, I would approach that. And Barrett's reasoning, I get. You don't want to ask a rookie to do too much. Well, I still think that rookie is still better uh, in the guard or center position than Nate Herbig would be anyway. So I wouldn't have any issue with Landon Dickerson moving into the uh, to the center spot if the unlikely scenario happens that Jason Kelsey misses a significant amount of time. Uh, the last we heard from Nick Sirianni on Monday was that Jason Kelsey's injury is okay. He got good news back on him, and more or less, they're they're optimistic about when he could return, although he would not give a timetable. What I'm looking forward to, and I believe this is going to come out on Monday, is that Brandon Brooks might be able to make his return. Might be able to make his return. Yes, it's possible. Uh, this after the bye. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, go from uh, just having depth of the offensive line to just going back to sheer dominating at the offensive line spot especially when it comes to the right guard position. Uh, that's one hell of a right side of the line of scrimmage. And I don't think it's any accident that the Eagles have thrown this run game in the face of their opponents because of not just how good the running backs can be. Jordan Howard, when he was back there, Miles Sanders, obviously, before the injury and after a little bit uh, at Boston Scott. Hey, go you go ahead and try to get around our offensive line in the run game and see how it works out for you. That's what we've been talking about for weeks. Take the best version of yourself, throw it in the face of defense and see how they handle it. Ever since the Eagles have decided to be a more run-dominant team, they have been a much better football team overall. So let's keep that going. Um, and then finally, I don't know, we say it to each other every day. And then I guess it's just something something got lost. <sighs> got any rum in that Yoohoo? What's rum? You don't know what rum is? Rubble Steel Skin? Rubble Steel Skin's a good man. I guess Barrett. Guess we're just not as close as we used to be. It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. <sighs> Still appreciate him jumping on the Rothman Orthopedics guest line. And let me tell you right now about the great people of Rothman Orthopedics. Oh, fantastic. Rothman Orthopedics, uh, check out our podcast, by the way. I'll be sharing that uh, a little bit later. Uh, when you uh, have an uh, orthopedic issue, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes orthopedics. You need an exceptionally specialized Rothman Orthopedics physician. They not only specialize in orthopedics, but each of their physicians only focuses in on one area of the body, which means you can have the confidence, get past the pain, and be what you were. Learn more at RothmanOrtho.com. That's RothmanOrtho.com. Rothman Orthopedics, the official orthopedic partner of your Phillies, Eagles, and Sixers. Tuesday, after Tuesday's show, I'm going down the Novacare Complex. I'm actually seeing a Rothman Orthopedics uh, 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 doctor, uh, Dr. Harwood, as a matter of fact. He's going to check out my shoulder. They checked me out a little while ago, a little follow-up, see how I'm doing. I uh, through uh, through uh, through the doctor. It's my uh, it's uh, the, the 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 rhomboid. I think that's what it's called. There we go. 
All right, what else do we have here? The great people of BetQL. If you want to get the advantage over your sports book, you need to download the BetQL app, the only app you'll need to make the smart bets. Their best bets computer model scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports. And they give you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. Their model covers everything from point spreads, over-unders, and player props as well. You don't want to use that model and prefer to do your own research. BetQL has all the necessary tools for your betting research needs. Everything from sharp data, line movement, team summaries, lineups, injuries, breaking news. They even have a leaderboard for you to track your own success. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download the BetQL app. A lot of stories floating around the Philadelphia sports scene right now. Everything from Ben Simmons trades, Eagles quarterback situation, Eagles playoff scenarios. Follow it all at PHL Sports Nation, Philadelphia Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. How about the good people of WinView, ladies and gentlemen? The WinView app is something you have to download. Oh, it's fantastic. It's not a sports book. It's not daily fantasy, but it is a way for you to win real money prizes by challenging your friends and family by making predictions on the games that you love with the WinView app. Here's what I did last night. I scrolled the WinView app. I looked at Tobias Harris's over uh, under what his line was. It was 16 and a half. I looked at that and I said, Toby's been struggling. But in this particular game, Rudy Gobert versus Joel Embiid, Danny Green probably going to come off small, which he did with one point. Somebody's got to score points. Tobias Harris is going to score more than 16 and a half points. So I locked him in there at 16 and a half. He hit 17 last night, 17 points for Tobias Harris. Thank you very much, Winview, for paying that out. Much appreciated. If you're struggling in your fantasy football league, maybe you shift to Winview and see if you can challenge a friend or family member in your fantasy league and see if you can win some real money prizes that way. Again, simply making predictions on the games that you love. Download the WinView contest, the WinView app right now. Challenge a friend to a contest and see if they can walk the walk as well as they talk the talk with how much they know sports. Uh, so download the WinView app right now. Let's jump on our chat check, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have going on here? Well, I see a lot of things popping, a lot of subjects, a lot of things going on here. I've seen uh, checkers references. So I believe the bye week has given us... Um, Five days of checkers references, so that's good. Uh, I've seen my the, the top button on my shirt. Uh, this one right here. It's not even the top button. It's the second button. Usually, I have the top two unbuttoned. You know, got got to you know, got to show it off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, and, and I haven't done that, so I've seen references to that and a slew of other things. So let's start it off here at the top. Kevin, good morning. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, everyone. Sad to hear about uh, oh, Demarius Thomas, 33 years old, gone too young. I didn't have I, I just, it was one of the first things I saw this morning. Um I I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I it's it's very, very, very sad. 33 years old. Um sushi, what's happening? <laughs> okay, I didn't realize the button comment started this early. All right. Dark shirt. See, this is a darker shirt, but it's still a light blue shirt, no? Like what would you call this? A baby blue? A sky blue? Sky blue. I think it's a nice blue either way. Um, morning, Ken. Nice to have you. Mally, what's going on? <laughs> a lot of comments on the shirt. <laughs> Dan, very nice. The Philadelphia six three-pointers. Yeah. Jockstrap, nine? What are you talking about, nine? What do you mean, nine? They had six three-pointers last night. Is that what the reference is? I don't know. Uh, I like Mark. <laughs> Sushi, I like Mark when he shows skin. Let's my wife enjoy the show, too, when she walks down. Well, geez, by all means. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Eh? Eh. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, do that real quick. That'll There we go. That's, that's a little better. Uh, so pissed, I think I see hair. Oh, Mark is so pissy. I see hair growing back on his head. Mally. That's a lost cause. For all the things that have pissed me off in Philadelphia sports in my life, you would think I we think we'd all have full, beautiful, luscious heads of hair. Not me, sir. No, not me. I guess it's more the opposite of pulling it out. Uh, they're pulling the hair out during the sh uh, during the games. Alex, JC, we need some Doc Rivers isms. <laughs> I like when you guys issue tasks to other members in the chat. I do enjoy that. Uh, Mark, we need OnlyFans Mark today. We got emo Mark. We need OnlyFans Mark. I guess OnlyFans Friday, I guess. Uh, for those that don't know, a lot of times uh, if I do interviews with other podcasts, whatever it might be, uh, 
People are like, so Mark, where can we watch the show? Where can we listen to the show? I say I'm across all social media platforms except for Parler and OnlyFans, but I'm working on OnlyFans. And usually 75% of the time they get the joke. 25% of the time they're like, uh, uh, what? what? I'm like, geez, guys. Anyway. John Cheeseborough, good morning all. Starting work at 6 almost made me forget where I was supposed to be. John, what's the priority here, my friend? Uh, Sean says, John, your dedication is uh, appreciated. John, welcome in. Friermuth, thank you, John, once again. Uh, April, good morning. The game was crazy last night. It was pretty bonkers last night. Don't feel bad for JC. I missed yesterday, and I feel like a big POS. Dan, come on. I had a ton of work. No excuses. I should have beat. I should have. I should have been beaten with a wooden stick. No violence in the chat. Yeah, not even self-inflicted. Uh, Sean, I cannot believe the Vikings led uh, Pittsburgh back in the game. It was an insane bonkers of a game. That's uh, no doubt. Wanted C.D. Lamb. Oh, that's John. C.D. Lamb. I feel like the Eagles thought Lamb didn't go in the top 12, that he'd fall to them, but it didn't, they didn't consider Dallas would take him. Well, Dallas laughed in your damn faces, didn't they, Howie? Anyway. Like, I don't see what was so difficult. Justin Jefferson. Go get Justin Jefferson. Ah, oh, we want to be built on speed. Okay there, Howie. Whatever you say. Um, I felt like the game early said, oh, you went to bed early last night because the game is so bad. April, more important question. Are you offended Mark doesn't have his top button unbuttoned? There we go. I made adjustments. In-game adjustments. Drink it in, folks. Barrett is today's guest. Freaking love Barrett Brooks. Mike Johnson, how do you not love Barrett Brooks? Barrett Brooks is one of the few people in Philadelphia media, media, really in Philadelphia, that you like could see on the street, not really know well at all. In fact, not know him at all, and run up and hug him, and he'd be like, "Oh, okay, hi," and he'd like give you the biggest hug in return. Like he's just that great a guy. Um, Barrett also for his hilarious. I don't have the picture down here. Uh, when um, <laughs> when Barrett first saw a picture of my wife, he never met my wife. Um, I had a picture on my desk at NBC of, you know, our, our wedding day. And it's a, it's a, it is a great photo I'll say. And, and my wife looks spectacular in it. And, and I'm there too. Um, <laughs> and he looks at my, a picture of my wife and he goes, he goes, is that your wife? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that's your wife. And I go, yeah, that's my wife. And he goes, you're lucky she finds you funny, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, that's now that's a line. That is a perfect, well-executed line. You're lucky she finds you funny, man. Like, that's the line right there. And I was like, that's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, she does, as a matter of fact. Uh, Barrett has more jobs than Farzi has shirts for the show. <laughs> that's a good line right there, John. Uh, oh, my God. That is a reference, man. John, great reference. Barrett Brooks has more jobs than Headley's on In Living Color. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's going to take me back, man. Woo. In Living Color. Homie, don't play that. All right. Uh, Mark is a spicy meatball. Oh, Ben. Ben Timmons. God bless you. Uh, Living Color reference priceless, Sean. You're on the same page. That's very nice. Uh, he's. Yeah, we do get the wrong brother. PJ, are you married? Oh, Ben. Um, I would love for, for like two people in the chat. Oh, my God. To start dating? That'd be a beautiful thing. Uh, Minshew isn't it. Tyler, I don't disagree. Maybe Hertz is. Maybe not. But it's not Minshew. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, thank you, uh, Johnson. Can you imagine if Sean Andrews would have been on, uh, had his head on straight? That is still remains one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. The, the Sean Andrews saga and then signing stacy andrews letting go of uh brian dawkins letting him go out there to uh, uh denver and you sign stacy andrews and then people are asking andy reed because it's the first time he's speaking since uh this is by the way for the people that weren't old enough and i know this is youtube so there's some younger people uh like for the people that are old enough to realize this brian dawkins went to denver most beloved eagle of our lifetime maybe jason kelsey's threatening that right now most beloved member of our uh, the eagles in our lifetime Brian Dawkins goes to Denver. The first time Andy Reid spoke after that was when they signed, I believe, backup offensive lineman Stacy Andrews, brother of missing in action Sean Andrews, who was one of the best right guards in football, all of a sudden just disappears. 
and Andy Reid is asking, is getting asked questions about Brian Dawkins, and Andy Reid has the balls to tell Philadelphia media members, oh, hey, hey, guys. Hey, I'm sorry, I'm doing like a Howie Roseman voice. <clears throat> hey, guys, this is Stacey Andrews Day. Was he Jimmy Durante for an even older reference? Uh, but uh, he goes, hey, guys, this is Stacey Andrews Day. We won't be – I'm not answering questions about Brian Dawkins, guys. What are we, this is, we're talking about Stacey Andrews. Uh, hey, Andy, no one gives a damn about who the hell you have sitting next to you. You're the head coach of a football team. Just let go of your safety. And your replacement is uh, possibly Macho Harris. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, Farzi is Chris Hansen. James, what? Wait, to, to catch a predator, Chris Hansen? Fun fact. My brother, uh, my brother Michael, I only have one brother, older brother. Uh, he and his buddies did a parody of To Catch a Predator with Predator from the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Predator, the whole mask and the whole thing. And it got featured on To Catch a Predator. They're like Chris Hansen, the host of the show. He'd be like, and we have people that uh, parodied our show. And that's my Chris Hansen impression. And one of the parodies they showed was my brother. So let me tell you how much fun I have in telling people that my brother was on To Catch a Predator. <laughs> oh, he was? Yeah, he was. And then I let a downbeat happen. He did a parody of the show, and they showed a bunch of parodies, and he was one of them. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's a little thing, funny thing to brag about. That your brother was on To Catch a Predator. Anyway, uh, I know what I just said. We're talking to PJ. Uh, people, Russell Wilson, say, go here. Never April. Oh, if I could, would you? Get your Michael Phelps on. Get my Michael Phelps on. My Michael Phelps on. Get my Michael Phelps on. My Michael on. That was a song that uh, Sean Andrews released uh, while he was, like, missing an action. He was in his, I guess, home studio, and he was putting beats together, and he put a beat together, and he started singing, get my Michael Phelps on, my Michael Phelps on. And that was the time that Michael Phelps uh, was seen at a party smoking a bong. By the way, still, what a jerk, whoever posted that picture. Uh, he's hitting a bong at a party, I assume, and everyone was talking about Michael Phelps smoking pot. Fun fact! I asked Michael Phelps about that song. Oh, yes, folks. In Baltimore, working a Sunday night football game. He, of course, big Ravens fan, being from that area. I see Michael Phelps standing there on the sideline. I figure, what the hell? He's not talking to anybody. Let me go up and talk to him. So I go up and I say, hey there, uh, Michael. What's happening there, fella? And he's like, hey, how's it going? I go, I got to ask you, man. I'm from Philly. Uh, Sean Andrews, get Michael Phelps on. Your thoughts? And he started laughing and going, yeah, man, uh, I got to say, it's pretty good. And I was like, my man, see ya. Good luck in the waters. Bye-bye. And that was that. And that was my conversation and interaction with Michael Phelps. Uh, Jalen Rager's terrible. Uh, yep, I agree. There's a lot of comments about Jalen Rager not being good at football, and I concur with all of them. Violation, Mark. What do you mean, violation? What did I do? Cody, what what's my what are you what are you throwing a flag on me for? Have you ever seen the Farzi and Barrett Brooks music video? <laughs> what? Uh, Sean Barrett and the Nutcracker, sign me up. Just not in the first three rows. <laughs> uh, are you are we allowed to refer to anything really bad as as a Rager now? Pulling a Rager, yeah. That meeting was Rager. <laughs> Ah, that's great. Farzi's stomach is Rager from all those Checkers burgers last night. Uh, I haven't had Checkers in a while, but I need to, one of these days. I'll tell you what, what do we got? The Sixers coming up against uh, the Warriors on Saturday night. I'll tell you what, if Embiid goes off in that game for like 40 points, I'll sit here with a big Buford burger on Monday, and I'll just chow down on that. Uh, and I'll enjoy that while I do the show. <laughs> uh, my brother's an episode. Of... <laughs> yeah, Pete, isn't that a fun sentence? My brother was on an episode of To Catch Predator. April, they did B-Doc so dirty. You're absolutely right. How can you not be mad about the Dawkins thing? 
you guys are great on the comments. I feel like I'm missing a lot of stuff. Farzee, Farzee, after being around Michael Phelps, grill me a cheese. Roddy, what's going on? Waking and baking with Farzee Phelps. <laughs> Roddy, that's awesome. Uh, that was the most rigorous thing that Andy ever did. <laughs> All right, rigor is now that adjective. Adjective? Yeah. Uh, top of the morning, Mopar. Mopar! There you are, buddy. Nice to see you. Uh, thanks for participating in our chat. Much appreciated. You guys are awesome as per usual. Zach, good morning to you as well. Uh, let's see. Did I miss anybody? I got Pete. I got Mike. Brian? What's going on, Brian? Craig? What's going on, Craig? Uh, Jockstrap I said hello to. Yeah, I think we got everybody. Julian, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> uh... Last Sixers game. Last night's Sixers game was a hell of a rager. You're damn right, Mike Johnson. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you guys. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Thanks again, everyone participated in the uh, chat check. All right, let's move on now to our uh, morning rush segment brought to you by Sky Motorcars. SkyMotorcars.com. I'm going to go ahead and set this. When the Sixers get on their hardwood tomorrow night, Saturday night in South Philadelphia, hosting the Warriors, 8:30 tip off, national audience. So it's a good chance. It's a good chance that uh, Joel Embiid goes off in that game because it's a national audience. Good chance of that happening. So I could probably be I'm probably in checkers Monday morning right here at Big Buford Burger. Do I go cheesy fries? I'll solicit it on uh, the the social media apps and whatnot. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got the Warriors. Eight thirty tip off on Saturday night. ABC. Uh, Sixers right now. Let's see if I can get you a line for this game. I meant to look for this uh, before the show. Sorry about that. Yeah, and of course it's not out yet. Um, but uh, Warriors come in. They have uh, they're, they're the, one of the best teams in in basketball. 24, 21 and four on the season. We'll see how that plays out for them. Uh, but here's my challenge, Danny Green. Let's make a three pointer. Uh, and I was, this was another thing that came up in conversation with my buddy last night as we were going back and forth. The I, I'm at a point now where Matisse Thibel, yes, needs to start hitting threes, but at least I know I am getting great defensive play. And I'm getting a guy who can handle the basketball a little bit. And I don't mean handle the basketball in terms of like bring it up as a point guard. I mean, he doesn't let rebounds fall through his hands. He can attack the rim on offense as well. He, he has a much more versatile game than Danny Green. I'm at a point now where I just want Matisse Thibel in your starting lineup. Danny Green, have a seat on the bench. We'll bring him in off the bench if we need a couple of shots, if we need some defense later on. The Matisse, Thibel, Danny Green roles need to switch. I am all for that. My buddy Bennett and I were going back and forth on that on that last night. I'm just, I'm done with Danny Green. First quarter, I see a ball go through his hands and he gets a rebound on. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe he'll hit a couple of threes and they'll bounce back. No threes. No points for Danny Green. Done with Danny. Done. See you on the bench. Matisse Thibel, get in the starting lineup. Let's party. Let's see how you fare yourself. Let's see, let's see how you fare for yourself in the starting lineup. Give you that opportunity. It's yours to lose. It's yours to lose. But Danny Green, for me, as far as I'm concerned, done. One of the biggest games of the year. You know everybody's dragging ass, and he can't hit a shot for you? That's weak, bro. That's absolutely weak. Uh, Flyers, they're back on the ice tonight. Remember them? They're... Uh... Flyers <sighs> got the Vegas Knights tonight. 10 o'clock puck drop. So the good news is most people won't see it. Um, maybe they need a getaway. Like, look, if this Flyers drought continues and I don't see anything that's jumping out saying, oh, they're just about to turn the corner. But if it continues, it's light a match time, man. You tried bringing, it, bringing in veteran players. A lot of them are hurt. Some of them just coming back. You tried bolstering your blue line. It hasn't worked. A lot of it's because of injury. Yandel has not done anything that really has been anything worth bragging about for me. And I look at this team right now, and I know, again, the injuries, I get it. But if this doesn't turn around in the not-too-distant future, I think you're not only going to be looking at, oh, well, who's the next head coach of the Flyers going to be? I think you're going to be looking at who's the next long-term head coach of the Flyers going to be. Not just an interim head coach or who's somebody they could bring in as a stopgap. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're bringing in somebody that's going to have major say in the front office because a lot of this is Chuck Fletcher. And I said yesterday, it's not Claude Giroux's fault that this team is, is bad and they're losing games. 
The problem is that he's your best player. And he's still a very good player. I'm not saying that as like a slight to him. But the problem more so for me is Chuck Fletcher. And this whole thing needs to be rebuilt. If this continues and they don't have some amazing turnaround and they're giving us no indication that there's some amazing turnaround, hopefully it starts standing against Vegas. I doubt it. But if it doesn't, whoosh, light a match, blow it up, and bring in somebody else who's going to build something special in this city. Because right now what the Flyers have shown us is that nothing special is, is here. And when I say blow it up, I mean captain's out because he's at the end of his contract anyway. That means that the uh, your, your new head coach, whoever that's going to be that you're bringing in, uh, that guy's got to have major say in his uh, in the front office, and whoever the GM is has to do a better job of actually building a roster here that will be something that we can actually be proud of here in Philadelphia, not a team that's going to lose 10 straight games and lose, by the way, their first two games under a new head coach. So whatever message you were trying to send to the rest of the locker room, that's not there. Team is lost right now, and it's going to be really hard for them to find their way back. Hopefully it changes. Hopefully it changes. Uh, that was our social, uh, that, excuse me, that was our morning rush, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's our morning rush brought to you by Sky Motorcars, skymotorcars.com. Uh, don't hold your breath on the flyers, blow it up. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following the show and participating in the chat as per usual. Lace them up, Farzy. Don't put it past me. Don't put it past me. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Mark Farzetta. I'm here at the Steven Singer Studios, as I am every day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my thanks to Jim Hyden, produced the program, did a phenomenal job. This is a Buzz Sports Entertainment production. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your bi-week weekend, everybody. Take it easy. I'll see you guys on Monday. Hopefully the big, fat, big Buford Burger. And Bean scores 40, big Buford Burger on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take it easy.